I might as well. Yeah, the Tuma and Tara, it's, it's serious stuff. Okay, yesterday's daf was daf. Chaf. Number 20. Today is daf Chaf Aleph, number 21. And we'll have in mind, Rafur Shalema, Te'emim Bastvora. How you doing, Yehuda? Uh, complaining? You could also use some help. Okay. You're the lab in Basheva. At the bench. Pinchas Yaakov, Baruch Hashem. People are getting older these days. Okay. Okay, that's easy. At least we're around. Yeah, beats the alternative. Yeah. That's how it goes. All right, anyway. Um, so, and uh, Lili Nishmas. Uh, he's still uh, doing a Kraina yeah, Kraina uh, Bas. Oh, 12 other bays. Kraina Bas. Bas Tzvizev. Bas Tzvizev. Okay, and with that, let's get right to what we learned yesterday. So, we are starting, it's like a really a little ways down by the uh, line Rabbi Yonison ben Elazar. So, you gotta, yeah. just to keep track and follow everything along, we're talking about a bunch of scenarios, and they're all really pointing to a very similar issue, uh, which is a very interesting idea. When it comes to Toma, there's something called Esachadas, which means that your mind is di- distracted from the protection and the watching and the making sure that it stays tar. And that automatically is considered a compromise in its status as tar, of Tohar. So it gives a numerous number of examples on that. First on the list is Rebbeinus Ben Lazar, and he says that if somebody's handkerchief falls down, and he tells his friend, can you please get, you know, pick up the handkerchief and give it to me? It's already compromised. Doesn't make a difference whether his friend is Tameh or Tohar or not. It's compromised. That's case A. Case B, the next case is Rabbi Yonis ben Amram. Um, he uh, has his Shabbos clothes, has his weekday clothes, and by mistake, I'm sorry to hit a sore point, but whatever, he has both sets of clothes. <laughs> <laughs> okay, with the lost luggage, okay. But anyway, um, and he, he switches, he, he took the wrong one. Okay, whatever, it's dark, it's Shabbos, couldn't see, whatever, he took the wrong one, and he put on the wrong garment. It's considered tummy. It's considered compromised. We'll see why also. Next on the list is Rabbi Lazar talking about two women, good buddies, friends. They their clothes match up, uh, whatever, um, and uh, basically in a bathhouse, and they switch their garments. And the case came before Bikiva, and he said, "Tummy again." Yeah, it's, com- it's con- considered compromised. We don't care about the status of the women; it's compromised. Okay, so and then on that, Rav Oshie asks a question: Is that according to what you're saying, whenever there's something that was unexpected, you're telling me that that's automatically means a compromise? If a person sticks his hand into a basket to take wheat, a loaf of wheat bread, and he ends up taking barley bread, you're going to say that it's automatically tummy because it wasn't what he expected? And what are you going to say? Yes, but the Brisa says if somebody's watching this barrel, assuming that it's wine in the barrel to make sure that it doesn't come tummy. Turns out that it's oil in the barrel. It's tahara milatami. It doesn't convey tuma. And so the Gemara says, wait a second. Yeah, it's true. It doesn't, it doesn't convey tuma. But, well, it says in the Sefer, but you can't eat it. So you see that it has been compromised. So the Gemara says, yeah, but why can't you eat it? Because, so Rabbi explains, because he said, I was only guarding it from something that would make it tummy, not something that would make it unedible. Or puzzle. What that means is, is that in tuma, as we know, there's the different levels. There's the avatuma, that's the primary source of tuma, 
the primary source of Tumah touches something that can become a Rishon the Tumah, first degree. First degree can touch something else, can become a second degree, second degree to third, third to fourth. Okay? That being said, um, the fourth degree is, is a puzzle. It, not, it doesn't convey Tumah past four degrees. Okay? If it's that, and it also, it only happens when it's Kodesh. If it's not Kodesh, it can't even be susceptible by a fourth degree. Truma's farthest down status is third degree. If you have a third degree Truma, you cannot eat it, but it doesn't convey Tumah beyond that. Anyway, the point being is, so the, the, the higher level of Kedusha, the greater the sensitivity it is. Okay, that's how it, that's, the, the, that's the concept. The most can pass is the four degree. The most of anything is four degrees. Right, right. Anyway, point being is uh, that uh, this this case over here, it was not he didn't protect it from something that could make it puzzle, only from something that will make it not you know, capable of conveying to the next thing. So the Gemara says, uh, is that really true? Can you possibly watch something? In a partial way, so the Gemara says, uh, "Yes, you can," and uh, we proved it from the price. The price says, "Somebody sticks his hand to a basket, and the basket's on his shoulder, and there's a, a rake, like a mini rake that's used to rake the coals in the basket, and his heart was it meant it had a mind to protect the basket, not the rake. The rake wasn't what he had in mind. So the basket's tar, and the and the rake is tummy." Um, the basket's tar. Why would it be tar? Wouldn't the rake make the basket? If the if, you, if the rake is compromised, why doesn't that automatically compromise the basket? That's because kli one vessel cannot make the other vessel tummy. So the Gemara says, and what about what's inside the basket? Why isn't that compromised? So Ravina says, because he watched it from something that was that would make it tummy, but not from something that would make it possible. So therefore. Um, it is protected, but only protected partially. Um, so it beca- uh, but uh, it can convey Toma to the next thing. Anyway, bottom line is, uh, it seems that it's uh, that we we did say that it's tohar milatame. So it clearly is saying that even with the misidentity of what it is, it does uh, it uh, it is considered protected. That's question number one. Second question is Rabbi Baravua says the story of a woman who came before Rabbi Shmuel. And she said, you know, this, this garment, I'm, I'm a weaver, I wove it, bitahara, but I wasn't watching it to make sure that it's tar. So he started pepping her with questions. And he said, uh, and uh, after all the questions, it came out that it turns out that, he, that she happened, to, that, that, that she happened to, to need to move the loom and there was a rope that's attached to the loom, and uh, there was Anita who helped her move it. And he says, see that? Yeah, you made... That's exactly what the Chacham's wisdom is. Chacham recognized that if you didn't have it in mind to protect it, so then it's Tameh. That's the brilliance of the Chacham, that they realized that if you didn't have it in mind, you don't pay attention to everything. And that's the story. Um, the other story of a woman who came before Bishmal and she said, you know, this cloth, this tablecloth, I, I wove it, bitara, but I didn't mean to protect it. I wasn't watching it. I just happened to be that it was bitara. So he asked a lot of questions, and from the questions it turns out, oh yeah, I didn't realize that, I, that there was a thread that, that got split and I needed to make a knot, and I got it wet with my spit when I knotted it. Now, she, she was tummy, but it wasn't the size, but 
if the if it's still wet by the time uh, by the time it's a finished garment or is significant enough size, then it can become tummy. So you see, Rabbi Shmuel says another proof how great are the words of the Chachamim that they they say that if you didn't have a mind to watch it, it's not uh, it's it's considered tummy. It's compromised because you don't keep an awareness. This is the concept. You don't keep an awareness of everything. Um, unless you have it in mind to protect it for that. That's the idea. Now, working our way through, remember we mentioned the entire list over here of a bunch of different scenarios where things have been compromised. So working our way backwards. So Rebbe Lazar Rebbe Tzadok said that um, the ladies who switched their garments, he says, that I understand why that's a compromise. Why? Because each one is saying, my friend, she's married to an Amaretz. You call him a Tamachacham? <laughs> Not such a Tamachacham, okay? And therefore, she's going to say, it doesn't matter what, I, uh, what I'm wearing. You know, like, well, that, I'm not going to be so careful where my garments touch because anyway, it doesn't make a difference to them. So therefore, she goes where she might not be careful. And that's why it's considered, she, she was Maschadaita, she has what's called a Hasachadas, uh, a, a gap in her paying attention. And therefore, immediately it's considered Compromise and potentially tummy. Rabbi Yonatan ben Amram's case was where he switched his Shabbos clothes, weekday clothes. What's the deal with that? Now on Shabbos, typically people are much more aware that what they're where they are because they're maintaining. Most people maintain a higher level of of, of, of tahara on Shabbos. It's like as appreciation for Shabbos, and therefore, being that it's uh, it's the other garments, so there there was as chadas again, and that's also. Uh, a compromise. But Rabbi Yonatan ben Elazar's case, um, why is that not effective? What, what, did, what happened? I dropped my garment. I'm Makbed on Tumen My friend, I asked him to pick it up and uh, give it to me. I'm, I'm watching what he's doing, even regardless. So why isn't that enough to, to make sure that it's okay? They, especially, I mean, we verified afterwards that the friend, if the friend was not Amaret and possibly Tamei, fine. But it turns out that he wasn't. And I can watch what he's doing. So the answer is, is that there's a basic rule. This is what Rabbi Yochanan says: is chazaka, that people are do not watch what's in their other, what somebody else's hands. I watch what I'm doing. I'm not. I don't pay attention to somebody else. So the Gemara says, really? Is that is that true? We brought a brisa. What's the brisa? Brisa says that somebody has two, has uh, donkeys and workers, and they're carrying tar stuff. And, I, and, and even if they're way ahead of me and I'm not watching them, they're out of eyesight, it's not a problem. Everything's still considered fine and tar. If I tell them, you guys go on ahead and I'll catch up with you later, as soon as they're out of eyesight, it's considered tummy. So the Gemara says, okay, wait a second, what's the difference between these two scenarios? The Reish and the Seifa. So the, so the Gemara explains, Rabbi Yitzchak Nafcha says, that the Reisha is where... I made it my business to put every, all my workers, even though they're Amaratsim, they're not Makbid on Tumatara, but I'm on top of them. I said, go, everyone's going to the make before, before we're going on this trip. I need to make sure everything's maintaining a full-fledged Tara. And, um, and there's a requirement on this trip. You guys don't touch nobody. You guys are careful where you go, etc., etc., etc. And that was the deal. Now, what's the story? So in the Reisha, I made sure that my, all my donkey drivers and workers are completely tar. Now, why isn't the Seifa the same thing? So the answer is, is because 
um, that we're talking about Amaratzim, they themselves are Amaratzim, and Amaratzim aren't careful from a fellow Amaretz, who is their buddy, from touching him. They're going to say, hello, how you doing? They're going to hug and kiss, and they may become tummy. Okay? Um, so, yeah, why in the Reisha is it different? The answer is, in the Reisha, they're afraid they're going to get caught, because you maybe they made a turn, maybe you're going to take a shortcut, and you'll see them. And therefore, they're careful knowing that they're going to lose their job or their payment for their job if uh, you catch them, you know, kissing somebody else or, or touching somebody else. So compromising things. But, so why in the safe is that not different? Because in the safe, once you say, you guys go on ahead and I'll catch up, they say, okay, we have got time. And once they think that they have time, then, then all bets are off and, yeah. we can, and things are being compromised. And that is... Why do you say yeah. backwards, Rabbi? Yeah. I mean, they won't go ahead of them, and they say, I'll catch up with you. Then he's taking the shortcut around the corner, okay? Exactly. Because that's what he intends to do. At this point, they know that he, he will be there, he'll watch them, he'll come in sometimes along the line and, and see them. But if he's way behind them, even very far away, you know, he's still, his eyes are still on them all the time. So it, the explanation, I think, is backwards. The end of it is just backwards. No, no. So you, you understand. That. If if they happen to separate, then they 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 then have no. I can't. Then, then no, no. If they, it's the other way around. The the race is talking about where they happen to be very far apart, well, and therefore, like and uh, irrelevant whether the road turns or not, they happen to be far apart, and uh, they're still they're still careful. Why are they still careful? Because you never said that I'm gonna be I'm gonna catch up later. I'm staying behind. Whatever. Just go on ahead, don't worry about me. Mm-hmm. So therefore, they always think that maybe you know a secret shortcut and you'll catch up to them. That's what they're afraid of, because you never said anything. If you say, you guys move on ahead, I'll catch up later, then okay. that gives them even license they, to they, think maybe about Maybe he takes a shortcut, still. It's irrelevant what they're he right. does. They think they got time. You understand? Okay. That's, it's what goes on in their head. They only think that in their head that, that, okay. that there's nothing to worry about. When you say, it, exactly. But that's the, the saying is, the, the saying is what affects it, exactly. You keep quiet so they don't know what okay. you're thinking, yeah. exactly. All right, that took us to the Mishnah in the new Perek. Go through a list of things, okay, where we treat Kodesh on a higher rung, a higher rung of sensitivity, of, uh, mm-hmm. of Hakbada, um, we're stricter than Truma. And uh, it's a long list. So first in the list is uh, that, that Kodesh is more strict than Truma, is that uh, when dipping Kalim, let's say this happens all the time, you want to do Tvilas Kalim, and you got a stack of, uh, of, let's say, dishes or whatever, that, you know, so you can do it one at a time, or you can just take the whole stack and just dip it in all together, shake it around, whatever, okay? So is that good or not? So, so here's what it says. For Truma, that's fine. But for Kodesh, no way. If you want to get it to the level to be able to be used for your Karbanis, that's not going to work. Okay, we'll see what the issue is. That's one. Nowadays. Now, one second, one second. We're not talking about nowadays. We're talking about okay, next. Next on the list. We do stack, actually. Okay, but uh, we'll see. Next issue, next thing we talked about is um, the, um, the, there's an interesting halacha that, uh, that in Thomas de Rabbanan, in Rabbinic Thomas, we distinguish between the parts of the, of the keli. Sometimes you have a few areas that can contain. 
let's say you have a goblet that has a, a top part, and then you have a bottom part, okay? So, like, you could turn it upside down, and you get a cold stuff in the bottom, okay? So, in the, such a scenario, the Tumma Durabanan, by Truma, we say that just if the top part has been compromised, it doesn't affect the bottom part, I can still use the bottom part, since it's only rabbinic in nature. But, uh, but, but all the different areas, there's Acharayim, Toch, and Bezat Svita, these three different areas. By Truma, one doesn't affect the other. But by Kodesh, if one part has been compromised, the whole keli is compromised and considered Tameh. That's another Chumrah. Number three, let's say I'm carrying something that's Tameh Medrash. The example is I'm carrying a shoe that was Tameh Medrash. Zav wore the shoe. I'm carrying it in one hand. I can carry Truma in the other hand. But what I cannot carry is Kodesh on the other hand. Okay? Uh, the clothes of somebody who eats Truma, we already saw this in the previous, earlier part of the Gemara. That's Medras, is considered Tame Medras for somebody who's eating Kodesh. It's way, way lower. Okay? It's considered Tame. Uh, each level underneath is considered Tame to the level above it. Okay? Um, uh, also, another quality is that the, the Kodesh is different than Truma because Kodesh. Every time you dip it in the mikvah, you got to untie it. You have to dry it, 100% dry, before you put it in the mikvah. Because we don't want, uh, right? And you have to dip it in the mikvah. But, but, and then you can retie it. By truma, we don't worry about that. It could keep it in the, it's fit to be tied. You leave it in, and it's fine, okay? Um, and that, uh, and it, you just leave it as is, okay? Now, uh, next halacha, uh, if uh, Kaylee, what, what's the matter? I, I have the impression that uh, all this dipping is done by men. Love Tafka. Love Tafka. Women can do Love Tafka. We're talking about Tuma. The mikvah works. Love Kaylin. No, Kaylin from the Vetamidad. No, no, any. Kaylin that you want to use for Truma or Kodesh. So let's say we're about to eat a carbon Pesach, so we need all our Kaylin to be. Tahor. Mm. So, so, kitchen stuff. It's oh, about yeah. the woman. No, it's the kitchen, kitchen stuff. Woman. Well, kitchen stuff. You can't okay, eat okay. 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 You have things that were finished bitahara. That means that you made sure what the keli was obviously a keli that's not quite finished. It's not subject to tumah. Once you finish it, then um, then now we can now it's acceptable. But you finished the bitahara. It's still <coughs> you want to use it for kodesh. Doesn't matter. You still have to dip it in the mikvah. We'll see why. But truma, you don't have, you don't worry about it. Okay. Um, uh, another chumra by by kodesh is that a keli. You know, in order for foods, certain foodstuffs, they need to be a certain size to be able to contract tumma. Enough, enough amount of food, okay? What if you have a lot of pieces, little, little small pieces, less than the shear? So when it comes to Kodesh, the keli that it's in makes it all into one item, and there it's mitzarif. It combines all the foods that are in it to become to susceptible to tumma. That's not true for truma, Okay. Another chumrah, fourth level is tama, is puzzled by kodesh, but not by truma. It's only third level by truma. Truma is only affected by a third. Its sensitivity is limited to third degree, whereas the sensitivity of kodesh is to the fourth degree. 
And by truma, if one hand becomes tummy, tummy's yadayim, the other hand is by truma is not even affected, it's still tar. Again, this is talking about a rabbinic type of tumma that only affects the hands. Torah level tumma is the whole body is tummy, right? But anyway. And by Kodesh, you're both hand. If one hand is tame, the both hand is, is tame, okay? Because uh, one hand is metame the other, even if you didn't touch each other, okay? Um, uh, what's an afkamina there? What, what do you mean? You have to dip it in the mikvah. Your hand? Your hands, yeah. Uh, by Kodesh, you have to dip both ends in the mikvah. As opposed to putting your entire body, you can just dip your hand? If, if it's tumma, it's a type of tumma durabana that only applies to hands. No tummas apply, you know, if you're tummy, your whole body's tummy. But there's rabbinic levels of tumma. That's where hand washing for bread is, this from, is the yeah. core for the whole hand washing for bread comes from. Okay, now, um, dry food that's uh, not, not moist, so it's unaffected by uh, hands that are tummy, by truma, but it is, by kodesh. And the last halach is that an onen and a mechusar kipurim, even though they are not tummy, they never came in contact with the dead body, um, or a mechusar kipurim, he already went to mikvah, but he still needs to bring his carbon for the tumah that he had. You need to go to the mikvah again if you want to eat kodesh, but you don't need to, to eat truma, and that's the Mishnah. So we're, we, that's the, all these are stringencies by kodesh, that don't exist by truma. That's the list, okay? I didn't count them up for you, but don't worry, the Gemara is going to count for us, okay? So we'll get there. Depends who you ask. Yeah. What? Yeah. In temple times, the regular Joe on the street would have to go through all this stuff or be aware of all this stuff and eat his corn Yeah, absolutely. There's special courses, the refresher courses. We're going to have one this year, God willing. Mashiach comes and we're going to be having to do Pesach. We're going to have to go through all these refresher courses of what kind of tomatari we need to care for. Yeah. Oh, you want to be an amore. This is just our prerequisite, right? Yeah. 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 That's, why, that's why we're doing the daf now. How do you mean? So we're prepared. Uh, so, 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 so,